What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, episode 141. We have a Monday rundown for you on a Monday this week. Uh, Sean and I are both quarantined with each other, cuddling up. Um, we Today, we just broke down every single sports league that uh, we pretty much talk about, what their futures are. We went over some awards in the NBA. We talked about a lot of signings in the NFL and just pretty much anything going on in our sports world that we could uh, that we could find. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website. There should be some new articles coming soon for every, everyone to read in their quarantining. And shoot us an email if you have anything to say. Sorry Sports at Yahoo.com. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the pod. Guys, what's up? Welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt. Good to be back in studio with you, buddy. It's been a really long time. Um, obviously, a tremendous amount going on right now. And uh, we're just going to do the best we can to keep this fun and entertaining and still talk about the severity of it But as it relates to sports. But, Tom, how are you, man? What's going on? What's up, man? Good to see you. Um, yeah, we're both back in studio. First time since right around the new year. Um yeah, Corona screwed everything up, huh? Really did, buddy. So, uh, what were your immediate reactions when you? I think the NBA was the first one that the domino that dropped uh, Wednesday night. I think it was. What were your first reactions? Where were you? And could you believe that it was actually happening? Um, I could because once you got word that Rudy Gobert had it, um, which I don't think anybody should be persecuting him for having it. Or trading it too lightly, because I think to a certain extent, most of us are all trading it a little too lightly. Yeah. Um, but once once the the other teams in the NBA had an unfair advantage because the Jazz basically lost their two best players, two all-star players, um, I kind of knew that it was coming at that point. I think I was home in my apartment. I don't remember what I was doing, maybe playing video games or something. Um, maybe doing something more productive, I'd like to think, but probably <laughs> not. Um but yeah, and then after the first, after the NBA was the first domino to fall, you kind of just saw the rest happening. But honestly, it was more that it kind of put put the whole virus in perspective for me because before that, it was just like, oh, whatever, like it'll blow over. But then when that happened, and you saw that a professional basketball player who has the best doctors around, and they're usually pretty isolated from the rest of the world to, especially during the season, could get it. Then and things started getting shut down, and it seems to have snowballed since to where now it's a pandemic and a national emergency, and everything in the world seems to be getting shut down. That's what that was like the watershed moment that kind of put it in perspective for me more than anything else. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I was actually mid flight from uh, Westchester down to West Palm Beach. Uh, I was going to go visit my my relatives down there, and like flying jet blue they got the tvs on and you're seeing i was watching the dallas utah game i think it was yeah dallas utah and you're hearing in the middle of it that rudy gobert test positive and you see mark cuban's reaction and you're like oh my god this is happening and then president trump comes on with his well they had to run out on the court and they had to run out on the court and, and say pull them off. Get, get out of here yeah. yeah and um 
you know, it was just one of these crazy things. And I, it was, I didn't realize it till I landed. And then I woke up the next day. It was like, I was literally like traveling as the world changed. And then Thursday, you know, by noon, you're hearing every single conference tournament. Some have started already. were being canceled. Major League Baseball. St. John's all. was the last college basketball game of the year, I believe. Was it? Yeah. They canceled it at halftime. They were beating Creighton in the Big East tournament. Well, um, of course for you, right? Yeah, and they really they were playing well. They looked like they were going to win that game, and I was like, "Ooh, they might make a run. Maybe they'll get a. Maybe they'll actually win this tournament and sneak into the, into the tourney." But does that matter? There now? was no run to be had. No, yeah. and it doesn't. And then you know you go on to, uh, you you see all the spring training sites closing down, and Major League Baseball's like, you know what, we'll just move on from this and tackle tackle at another time. And NHL suspends all games and. It was inevitable at that point that within a couple hours that the NCAA tournament was going to cancel, and, and that was I thought I, it was going to get postponed. I was actually shocked when they just straight up canceled. I the think whole what thing, happened but. was was you know if you re- if we rewind a week ago, last Monday, you know it, we were talking about how LeBron was laughing at the possibility of playing in front of an empty arena, and then, then he they play they play quickly. and lose to the Nets. He walked back his comments, and that was the last game the Lakers played this year. And it's just, it all snowballed, you use that word perfectly, so fast to now where we are as a country where everything is shut down. Can't be more than, you know, 50 people in a public place at once. It's now 10. Down, down to 10. I mean, what soon it's going to be two. I mean, it's like... <laughs> The the world you know, and the you're country have to be avoiding your fucking shadow is yeah, right is on is on lockdown and obviously for the best I think that we can agree that regardless of where your politics and policies land this could have been handled much better from the get go and now we're no trying doubt. to accelerate something that's already been accelerated for us so uh, we're just gonna have to hope that things get the best they can we do a sports pod so we're gonna make the rest of this yeah we're gonna you know, talk about how all these leagues are affected, but also try to have some fun. There is some actual sports news today that goes outside of this. So we're going to do that. So latest developments, MLB mandate came down from Rob Manfred today saying they're pushing this back eight weeks. Do we honestly think this is going to be an eight week thing? No, not at all. Especially when I believe I watched the, I don't even know what they are anymore. It's not really a state of the union. These press conferences and, uh, I don't know if, no, actually it was a New York one, and I believe Mayor de Blasio said um, something about the schools, because my mom's a teacher, so she was obviously really interested in hearing about that, um, that they're going to reevaluate come, I believe, May, which obviously is when I think most they schools said go on summer vacation. Thing, but right? I, I don't know if it was a slip of the tongue, but he was like, I, I personally feel that we're just going to roll it through to September. And we're talking about, that's New York City schools. My mom doesn't teach in New York City, but those fuckers don't even shut down for, for anything. Right. Like, it, it was like a shock that New York City schools closed in the first place because they never closed down, and that's a big deal because in the city, there's a lot of underprivileged kids that get their breakfast, their lunch, and childcare period where they can't get it at home. Um, so it's tough to shut those schools down, and the fact that something much more important than sports is the guy that's running it is alluding to... It not being open till September. I mean, I think everything, the world's going to be shut down for quite a while. Yeah, it certainly appears that way. They're and looking towards empty arenas, empty stadiums, but it may just get to the point where I, I think it gets pushed back to August. 
Yeah, and that's going to be the interesting thing with Major League Baseball. I mean, now they're saying June is. I mean, they're saying May is the hopeful, but almost May all executives this week, bro. are next week. It's going to be June, right? All Every the executives week go back and players believe this is going to not happen till June at the earliest, not May at the earliest. So, I mean, we waited how long for baseball? We're going to wait another two months now. And obviously, guys, remember we're talking about this as fans. We do a sports pod. We all understand it's a bigger deal. Tom just talked about New York City schools. So please, as you're listening, don't make this seem like we're just poo-pooing it and being crybaby. We're not fans. experts on this. Is just what it so is. I'm not going to talk about and it. And we talk like sports. We are. This matters to us. We're experts on sports, not coronavirus. Exactly. So are we even experts at that, or are we just two clowns sitting in two chairs? Sure does. Um, but <laughs> but no, so that's MLB. That's where they're at. They're being advised to leave all of their uh, spring training sites and this work out the Yankees, their though. own. Get Could healthy. be good for the Yankees, Get finally, healthy, because when they ever they the hell they do play, Paxton should be back. Stanton and Judge are full go. Hicks might even be back by then. The only person this actually really hurts Seven. is Domingo Herman because oh, yes. he's, he's a 63-game suspension, and if there's no games to be played, he's not serving a suspension at all. So... And it's going to be a shortened season. Yeah, I mean, what's the best case? I mean, even then, you're going to be looking into, let's say, let's say we start June 10th, okay? Let's say we start then. Which is right around, what, a month out from the All-Star break? Yeah, you're about a month away from the All-Star break. So that's the halfway point of the season. Yeah, you're probably looking at a, an 80, 87, 93-game season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably where you're looking at there. Now let's head over, you know, and talk about the NBA. The NBA is looking at, all possibilities playing in smaller empty arenas like G League arenas whatever I don't know what that's going to do you're you're still going to be nothing's happening at least till it was 30 days from when they suspended the season so you're looking at probably but this is the same April, thing as yeah, the MLB. A- April, We're going to look past that, yeah, April, realistically. Right. But you're looking at like an April 13th, April 14th kind that's when of deal. They're going to reassess. So. Right. So again Let's just say we get into June with the NBA. What do what do we see happening here, man? There's no way they can keep they can start the regular season again, right? You got to roll right into a postseason. Do you see a modified version of that? How do you see a possible proposed playoff system if we start in June? That I think, means you go in August, right? Yeah, I think that there's going to be some exhibition games played just to get the guys back into the swing of things, and then jump right into the playoffs. For me, I think they'll cut down. Probably not the NBA Finals. I think that'll still be a best of seven, but maybe they'll cut down the first round to a best of three, mm-hmm. the second round to a best of five, and then the conference finals and the NBA Finals, they'll move on to a best of seven. And I think the only right thing to do right now is whoever's in right now is in. So the Grizzlies will be in. Unfortunately, my Pelicans won't make it in. Um, but yeah, I think that'll go on as it is. If not, they're going to cancel the whole damn thing. Yep. I think if they can't if they can't see a to world, be honest though in in this type of whirlwind turmoil whatever you want to say never a better time to try out that play in tournament. There you go. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know they want to say all right you're saying it's unfair because you're gonna play out the rest of the season. Well everybody from the Pelicans down is in you know a, a winner go home play in tournament yep. over four days. Yeah. See it however you want. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be cool. I, I would be on board with that. I think everybody would be, and I think this gives a possibility to that proposed December start time that the new CBA could have, or, or that uh, it's been discussed amongst NBA owners, um, you know, at that summit that they have of possibly, what is it, the Sloan Conference, of possibly starting this in December and allowing 
the NBA to go through August where really only baseball is being played. Because remember, guys, baseball gets great ratings and it's a huge sport, but it's a regional sport. It's not a national sport. It doesn't get the kind of national coverage that the NBA gets. So if the NBA could dominate the playoffs started in, you know, Memorial Day instead of ending the conference finals on Memorial Day, carry that through into August and then football starting right after that. I think that's something that could realistically happen if they decide to keep the season going and it's whatever they map out shows the season and the finals concluding sometime in August because you can't imagine you're going to just jump right back into it in October. I mean, that's going to be really hard to do, especially with the intensity that those playoff games would have. Absolutely. I think with the NBA, they're gonna stick. They're gonna skip the regular season and then jump right into the playoffs. The tournament thing's kind of just a little dream of mine. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, I don't either. But I think anything's on the table, and and maybe that's a way to say, listen, we we feel bad that you guys didn't get rewarded. Tough shit, but this is something we can at least experiment with, and and maybe see if It'd down be cool. the line it would be. And just another hypothetical, man. Did you see the odds? Of the Brooklyn Nets winning the East, like go up like crazy if this is well, played if K- late. I mean, if if currently constituted, they're a seven seed. If KD and Kyrie can come back, that's a pretty good team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was a pretty fun last game for the Nets to have too, beating the Lakers out in Staples Center. Um, we'll talk about Kenny Atkinson a little bit, but one thing that is actually going on, and it's the NFL. The reason we love the NFL and the reason we hate the NFL is because they don't give two shits about anything. I will say this. They should have put Vince McMahon should have put me in charge of the XFL because I would have been like, we're the only we're the only thing in town right now. Empty stadiums. Keep it going. They should have. I'm sure he thought that. I'm sure he wanted that. Should have. I just don't know how you can keep that going. But the, the reason the NFL is fine is because. It's all off-season shit. Yep. And today, a lot of news happened because on the heels of the league and Players Association passing the new CBA yesterday, um, the decision was made to have free agency and legal tampering and the new calendar year start on time. What was interesting about this was apparently Roger Goodell was against it. He thought that with everything going on that they should be pushing everything back just due to travel bans and whatever, and players can't go visit facilities, and you have that whole thing. But the Players Association said, no, we want to push forward with this, and because it's a collectively bargained agreement, if both sides don't agree on it, then everything goes status quo. So the Players Association got their way. And honestly, man, I think it's right for a couple of reasons. And, and again, not to sound selfish, but we need sports news. We want sports news. That doesn't have anything to do with coronavirus. And also, you know, the NFL, from all presumptions, is going to start on time next year. They're going to miss out on the OTAs and the mini camps, but hopefully by training camp in late July, early August, everything's fine. And the start of the regular season in mid-September, these players want to know where they're going to be playing, where they're going to be living, and figuring that whole shit out. So if you push this back to God knows when, because remember, we're not coming up with any concrete dates. It's all up in the air. So these players want to know where they're going. I think it was the right decision. Did you Do you agree, or do you think that they should have pushed it back along with everyone else? No, I, I think, obviously, there's no crowds or anything being generated from this. Um, I think this is fine. I don't know what they're going to do with the NFL draft that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, if they're going to still have that at, I believe they have it at Radio City. Um, no, Hall. so this was supposed to be out in Vegas oh, this right. year. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. going to be a it huge deal. Right it is going to be on time, but they're not going to be any 
you know, events or, you fans. know, fans or crowds. So yeah. it's going to literally be, you know, the players are going to get drafted and that's going to be it. Kind of like what it used to be in the old days. And players well, won't be there. And, but again, at least it's something we know is happening. Yeah, but aside from that, I think the NFL is good to go here. I have no I have no qualms with it at all just because all this shit can be done over the phone. There there doesn't really have to there could be meetings between two people and whatever. Um, but there's a lot of league news coming down. I guess we can lead off with the biggest thing. DeAndre Hopkins is on his way to Arizona and David Johnson, former fantasy stud, he's fallen off over the last couple of years due to injuries, but still a great player in his own right, is on his way to Houston. And I believe the Cardinals uh, gave up a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, and in return they got a fourth-round pick. DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-rounder Yep, went to Arizona. David Johnson, a second-rounder this year and a 2021 fourth-rounder, went to uh, Houston. And That I will tells t- me that the Cardinals really believe a lot more than the Dolphins did in Kenyon Drake. They believe a lot in Kenyon Drake because they, they franchised him today. And what this also tells me is that this is one of the worst trades I've seen in a really long time. Because I'll tell you this, man, and I know his track record hasn't been great, and I'm not. this isn't going to be a defender, but for all you anti-Gettleman people thinking he has no idea what he's doing and killing him for the Odell trade, the Giants got a starting safety, the number 17 overall pick, and a third-round pick for Odell, who hardly played and was nothing but a malcontent in his time with the Giants. You could make a very strong case that DeAndre Hopkins has been the better receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. over the last couple years. I don't think years. he even need to. He was. And, and there you go. And for them to get a decaying running back who has way past his prime and a fourth rounder or a second rounder rather, that's pathetic. That's absolutely pathetic. Bill O'Brien... I mean, we've talked about his gaffes as a head coach. He's making the calls here. You, you this, this is a fireable offense. I can't. It's not even a Gettleman him thing. It's just Gettleman got shat on last year for that Odell trade, and they came away pretty well. Remember that 17th pick ended up becoming Dexter Lawrence, and you still got your Bro Peppers, and their third round pick became Zimenez. I don't know what the fuck the Houston Texans are doing, but this is one of the worst trades that I can remember in a long time. Well, if they get off to a slow start. First coach fired might be him. Well, you should definitely... They definitely got to get somebody in there to make these kind be, of decisions. Yeah. You he can't be, be making football office. decisions. No, not at all. He's not a great head coach. They shouldn't have him doing two jobs if he can't even do, do one, to be honest. No, absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. A couple other big moves. We'll get into the franchise tags in a second. Um, DeForest Byron Jones to the, to the Dolphins. Who's that? Byron Jones. Oh, did he go to the Dolphins just now, huh? That just came down? Mm-hmm. Wow. What are, Do you see the... Uh, you see the numbers at all? No, it's, it's he's going to be the highest paid corner, but the numbers have not come out yet. So Makes sense. It'll be a fat deal. Makes sense. The Giants are signing James Bradbury, a corner from um, from Carolina, to a three-year, $45 million deal. So that was probably their contingency. It seems like everything's lining up for the Giants to get clowny. Uh, if they're not going to pay the money for the top corner, they're going to go in with that. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But that's a big news. Look at Tom breaking news on here. That's awesome. I try. Yeah, well done, sir. So another big trade that happened today was DeForest Buckner of the 49ers getting dealt to the Colts for the Colts' first-round pick this year. That leads to tell me that the Colts are not going to be able to get Jadavian Clowney and they wanted to go the trade route. Um, the Colts had a pretty good first-round pick, but 
you know what? If you can get a player of DeForest Buckner's caliber, that's a good move for them, I think. Um, and, you know, they're not the kind of franchise that usually goes around throwing a bunch of money at guys. So I think that they were more happy to do this, through upgrade that position through the uh, trade route, and I think it was a good move for them. Absolutely. I'm just interested to see why he got dealt following up a Super Bowl. Yeah, I I, I I wonder if it's just there the 49ers are trying to save a little bit of money or they're just trying to get more capital in the draft. Um, the Dolphins, in addition to bringing in Byron Jones, that's a huge move for them. Wow. They also signed Shaq Lawson and my old friend Eric Flowers, who I will say this, he was a train wreck with the Giants, but obviously that whole regime was a train wreck. Obviously, I blame him, but I blame them for putting him where he was. He turned himself into a three or thirty-three million dollar guard. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What can you say? He played well. What can you say? That's a good for him. And Shaq Lawson's a good player. So the Dolphins, who had by far the most money to spend, they're spending it pretty well. Blake Jarwin goes back to the Jaguars. Austin Hooper and Jack Conklin to the Browns. So they get another tight end, and they finally get a lineman, something they'd been ignoring. Two really good moves, I think, for the Cleveland Browns. They also picked up – that's interesting because the Browns had a couple of tight ends out there. Yeah, they I got Njoku. They don't really believe in Njoku. Or, I mean, you could play these two tight end sets. They also went after Case Keenum. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. they signed Case Keenum, which is pretty interesting because I still think he's Case a Keenum serviceable – Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins? No, this time it was <laughs> Kirk Cousins signed an extension in yes. uh, Minnesota, yeah. which I found interesting. Um, but it, I, I just think that's interesting because maybe they really are worried about um, – about Baker, Baker, yeah. or or maybe they just want a really really good backup, just behind him. I think it could be both. I think that confidence. I think they're worried about maybe Baker's health and and if he if he goes down or if he really is shit in the bed or he seems to have the same off the field problems, maybe they uh maybe they decide to go to a consummate pro in Case Keenum who had brought a team to an NFC Championship game a couple years back in Minnesota. Um, the Bengals franchise AJ Green. A couple big ones here before we get to the locals. The Titans agreed with Tannehill four years, so that takes them out of the Brady market. Mm-hmm. And the Brady market now seems to be down to about three teams. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys franchise Dak. So if they're letting Byron Jones go, I'm sure they're going to work out a long-term deal with Cooper. At least they're going to try to anyway. I know Philly's really looking in at him. If they lose him to Philly, man, I mean, that would be brutal. But franchising Dak Prescott, how do we feel about that? How does Will feel about that? They clearly don't believe in this guy. Yeah, I I don't know how Will... I think Will's actually happy about it because I remember him mentioning he didn't want to give Dak that huge of a contract, and he was like, I just want to franchise tag him. Clearly, they're not in the Brady sweepstakes. We don't think. We don't think unless another team goes after Dak. Well, Well, they could trade Dak. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they could do that if they want to, you know, maybe a team like Miami. Um, But yeah, this is something that's very interesting to me. I mean, it does show the drop off from those top echelon quarterbacks. And when we, I think we mentioned this on another pod, man. I mean, when you talk about top 10 quarterbacks, everybody hears top 10, top 10, and they think it's an insult if you're left off of it until you realize that it's like, no, no, no. Like it's really hard to get from top four or five to top 10. Yep. And, and Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. But even that, he's not, he's getting franchise tagged. 
And this this seems like this has Case or Kirk Cousins. God damn it, I, uh, de- I deserve that uh, one for giving you shit before. This has Kirk Cousins written all over it from what Washington did with him. There was clearly a reason they didn't buy into him. And if you look at Prescott's career, it's very similar to what Cousins was doing. Just you know, he's won a couple playoff games, but it's it seems like the writing's on the wall that he's not going to be a career cowboy, right? No. Um, I don't know because we'll see what options are out there. Um, I mean, it's not like they're going to get a top guy in the draft. I think the Cowboys are going to be halfway decent unless they decide to trade up. But y- you never know what's in the future. Um, I don't think there's any better, aside from Brady, I don't think there's better free agents out there. No, because you're looking at the Bridgewaters. And, and I don't know who's coming up the next rivers. year. Right. And the, there was one CBS mock draft that speculated a possible Miami Cow, Miami Dallas swap of Prescott for that fifth pick and then taking Tua. I, I don't know. I mean, that seems far fetched, but this was interesting. I, I was kept ex- expecting to see a long term deal get done, at least a three year deal, and that wasn't the case. Some interesting local news. The Jets have been quiet, but they're, you know, it's real fast. Cap. Yeah, they have a lot of cap. Do you see, is Robbie Anderson coming back, do you think? I think Robbie Anderson's going to go out, test the market, and find out he's not as good as he thought he was, and then he's going to take whatever the Jets give him. Okay. Do you want him back? Uh, no, I do not want him you back. You don't want him back? No, no. I, I think he's good for a couple long balls and a couple highlight plays, but he's not a very good wide receiver, in my opinion. Okay. He drops a lot of balls, doesn't run good routes, he just runs in a straight line. Not a great wide receiver, and he can't block either. No, I think it depends on what other you know options are out there for the Jets. Of course, yeah. If yeah. you can get him for nothing, yeah, of course. Right, or if he circles back because that market you're saying is, isn't going to be great for him because yep. of what his skill set is. The Giants franchised Leonard Williams today, which was a move that I saw coming. And I just want to say this. It's easy to shit on Gettleman. Again, the Odell trade we rehearsed. This was a questionable trade when it was made. Leonard Williams was not in a position with either the Jets or the Giants where his talent really magnified. Now, he is not worth $16 million a year. And I, I the reason the Giants franchised him, I promise, was they want to work out a long-term deal with him, but they didn't want to let him test the open market. So you throw the franchise on him, try to work out a long-term deal, save some money on the cap. But I just don't know the Giants fans that are trying to look at Leonard Williams if you put him with a... You know, you have a Dexter Lawrence, a Dalvin Tomlinson. Let's just say you bring in a Jadavian Clowney. He's not a pure pass rusher. I, I just don't like it at all because that's like a double defeat, in my opinion. Right, but you could eat. You could eat the first one where you said, "All right, I shouldn't have traded the pick for him and get the compensatory pick," as instead of slapping the franchise tag on him. But now you have to pay this guy all this money, and he has not been great for the Giants, and he also doesn't. We don't know. First of all, they hired a new defensive coordinator, and we don't know if he's going to fit that defense. Well, I'm sure that I mean Gettleman is not in the business, and I d- certainly doesn't seem like Joe judges of trying to appease for the fan base. So if they really looked at him and said, "Eh, we don't really like what he did for us. He doesn't fit our schemes. We don't really think that he has a future here." They wouldn't resign him to that. Uh, they'd let him go and see what they could get for him. My question is this: See, the greatest player in the world, no, but. He definitely shores up the run game. The Giants' run game got the run defense got better when he got there. He gets after the quarterback, just doesn't seem to be able to sack the quarterback. But he's not a pure pass rusher. He does a lot of other things. And if you're drafting somebody, they gave up a second rounder and a fourth rounder for him, or turned out to be a fifth rounder rather because of the franchise tag. If you do that, 
are, who are you getting in the second or fifth round that fits the profile of a Leonard Williams from a production standpoint and a, and a, and a talent level? You don't. So you're not, you can't play the game where you say, oh, we'll just sign him in, in free agency. You never know that, dude. You never know if a guy is going to come in and say that, yeah, I'm just going to sign with you in free agency. We see that with baseball all the time. We see that with the NBA all the time. You don't know. You want to get him in your room. Let him learn you as an organization. You learn him as a player, and you go from there. I'm fine with it. It's a lot of money. I w- I hope that they're able to work out a longer term deal with him. But I do like him as a player. If they surround him with a little bit more talent, I think he's going to show a lot better. And they want to run a versatile kind of defense, and he fits that profile. He's not a he's not a singular guy. He's not you know I'm going to get after the quarterback. He can stop the run, as I said. He does apply pressure. I think he's been showed to be a bit flawed because he's been on two really bad defenses in the last couple of years. You're right about that. Um, last thing I will say about the NFL when it comes to movement, this one happened a little earlier, so I, it's understandable that everybody forgot about it. I think it happened yesterday, which when this should happen, when when legal tampering opens up in the NFL, yesterday is probably like a month ago for for everybody's memory. Calais Campbell going to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I thought that was an incredible move by them. Oh, interesting. For okay. a fifth round pick. Field Ye- this is a tweet from Field Yates. I'm a big uh, big fan of Field Yates. The Ravens are trading the Jaguars a 2025th round pick that they acquired from the Vikings for their backup kicker who was cut three weeks later by Minnesota. So they're getting Calais Campbell for basically a backup kicker. Not to mention that Calais Campbell was one of three players in the NFL in the last few years with at least 50 sacks and 6.5 sacks in the past 50 tackles and 6.5 sacks in each of the last three seasons how can you not like that and that defense is already good another thing the Ravens did was they traded Hayden Hurst today to the uh, time yeah to the Atlanta Falcons who gave up um that's a smart move on both sides yeah uh, because we mentioned uh Austin Hooper going to Cleveland so um yeah that's a good move for both sides obviously um Andrews is is the better move there for for Baltimore uh, they have who's their other tight end? They have they have two other tight ends because they were running with three of them. They uh, yeah they have Andrews uh, and they have and they have Boyle. So Boyle was the, pretty good as well. Those are two good tight ends that Baltimore has. Hayden Hurst became expendable and they got some value for him. Baltimore almost everything. Former they do Ryan Leaguer, Hayden Hurst. That's right. That's right. All right. So. A couple moves there that are very interesting. They'll be flowing in. Tom obviously has got us covered if any breaking news comes in. Um, Ravens are beefing up their DL even more with Michael Brockers, three year from the Rams. Okay. Boy, we're I starting know the Ravens see, had that kind of cash. We're starting to see that defense of that of that uh, Rams team really start to drop off here. I think the Rams are going to miss the playoffs again, and we might have a new Super Bowl favorite. We might. Um, okay, so one point of contention for the NBA that I want to talk about that we did not talk about last week because we didn't do a pod. The Nets and Kenny Atkinson agreed you want to talk to NFL CBA? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. Let's do that real fast. Um, so the CBA was passed. Why don't you give us the details on it? Um, yeah, so, so the CBA, it includes a 17-game regular season as early as 2021. 
This could extend playoff teams from 12 teams as of that it's been to 14 as soon as this year. Higher minimum salaries and full health care to all players, which really was the biggest thing. Full uh, health care to all players. What is this, 1942? It's uh, about it's goddamn the, time. It's, it's the NFL. And, and listen, to the star, there were a lot of star players that didn't sign off on this, didn't really like it. But, you know, this isn't what this is for. This is for the guys that get cut after two years because the they have too many the concussions. The right. star players are going to get their money off the field as well. Yep, and those training camp players – you know, that, that continue to get killed for a couple of years, don't make the squad, play sparingly, you know, they're making better salaries now. So I think that's a good move. Do you, Absolutely. What do you yeah. think about the playoffs and the 17-game season? Who would have made – I like the playoffs. I like the – anything that gives me more playoff football, I'm happy with. And I'm sure they're all happy. They're pro- The players are probably going to get more money as well as, obviously, the owners. If they're cutting out a preseason game or two, who gives a shit? Nobody plays in those things that matters anyways. They play – what a series maybe um i like it who who were the teams that would have made the playoffs had this been in place it probably would have got interesting the steelers um yeah i can't remember off the top of my head i mean whoever you had the um you had the nfc east teams whoever won that division got in it uh, just makes it more interesting because you look at a team last year like the falcons right they get hot Mid-season, and they could make a run at these at these last playoff positions because they basically saved Quinn's job halfway through the season. Yep. Now, if they had a playoff appearance, you never know. They're playing hot. They could win on the road. You're right. Yeah, I so think I, the, I, I, I love think, it. I think the AFC had more teams this year that were more on the bubble that you could really point to and say, "Yeah, I feel good about them." But you're right. I mean, I again, more football is always a good thing. More meaningful football. More meaningful football yeah. is always a good thing. And I think that if you're going to have a 17-game season, the only thing that's weird about this is you're not going to have even records anymore. So there's no 500 team. You're either over or under 500. I wonder if that skews how we look at certain teams. You know, when we look at an 8-8 eight and eight team, we say, yeah, maybe they could have gotten in. They played well down the stretch. If they finish 7-9, and nine, you're thinking, eh, to me, that's still not a great team. That uh, number is just daunting. Yeah. So, I know. I agree with that, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that even crossed our mind. I, yeah. I just think seven that that's and ten. A fan's, by the way, is what I meant. Yeah, no, I knew what you meant. I just think that that's a fan's opinion. Yeah. Um, I just think that they were looking at the dollar signs and the bottom line. I think so too, and they've been pushing this for a while, and and I'm sure next CBA in ten years will go to eighteen games and whatever they can do. And this is the one league where you're not going to get holdouts. I mean, we saw it ten years ago, right? It kind of went into or nine years ago. It kind of went into August, remember? And, and it seemed like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We knew there was going to be football come opening day. The only way there's not is if it's full-on lockout, and that's by the owners, not by the players. Right, so. and the players have to give in to certain things. And a lot of the owners didn't want to give concede this much money, you know, this increase in salary, minimum salary to players and full health care. But you know what? That's too bad because you did get your 17th game. The amount of money that's going to bring in is absurd. And you're going to have two more teams in each league in the postseason, which is going to make a huge deal. And honestly, for me, I wouldn't mind seeing them start the season just a week or two later. Carry this into February when nobody gives a shit about anything and sports aren't going on. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more because during the summer, you got a lot more things to do. You can go out. You can be out and about. You got baseball. You can still watch that. Maybe the NBA will be there. So, yeah, just 
extend this out to February when it's cold, and all I want to do is sit on my couch and watch football. Right. Let's not have the Super Bowl be February 2nd. Let's have it be, like, yeah, February 18th. President's awesome. Day weekend, honestly, to me, you're, you finally make the day after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Absolutely. So yeah. sign me up for that. Can't you too. That. All right. This is what I teased before. Sorry, I got figured I'd skipped Sorry, over the CBA. Sorry, jump in there That's and all right. take care of business. You do what you got to do. Um, so the Nets and Kenny Atkinson parted ways um, after the Nets spanked the Spurs. And a lot of ripple effects came down from this. Um to be honest, I was upset when I first saw it, but then I saw he pushed for it as much as they did. I think there was a lot of growing concerns within the organization from players that he was not the guy that was going to lead a team of stars. And it is hard to coach stars. And he has been the coach that's brought back reclamation projects and also has made Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert really good players. We don't know if he can coach stars. I would have loved to see him get a shot with this team at full health. But that's not the way it is. And we know with stars, you got to appease them. And it seems that that was just not the way we were going. All I know is this has Kyrie's fingerprints all over it. All over it. Mm -hmm. I think this was 5% KD, 95% Kyrie. I think it was... Because keep in mind, I mean, Kyrie was kind of second fiddle uh, in in, uh, Cleveland. But... He had his disputes with Stevens, but Stevens was already the golden boy. But KD sucked it up with Scotty Brooks and and um, the guy from Florida, Bill Billy Donovan. Yep. And he didn't say shit, so I don't really think it was KD. Kyrie's always the one blaming the coach, throwing him under the bus. Well, I think, I think what it does is, and I agree with you. I definitely, I don't. I think what it was was this: there was talks with Marks and Joe Sy. Who, like, how do you feel about the season so far? And we kept hearing all year long that Durant and Irving were not happy that DeAndre Jordan was coming off the bench. And to be honest with you, I could see both sides. DeAndre Jordan's had a better year than Jared Allen, so you would probably want your better player starting. Also, under, I could see I could see Atkinson's point too. You don't want to call this a lost season because you're a playoff team, but at the same time, if you can get Jared Allen better for next year. That's why he should be getting those minutes. Right. And like, cause DeAndre Jordan's a finished product. Exactly. Yep. A hundred percent agree. And that's where they were saying, Hey, listen, this is also my guy. I've been developing him. Like I've developed Karis and Spencer and Joe and all right, we want to continue to give him opportunities to go against the premier centers. Cause what have I been screaming about all year long? He seems to play really well against the inferior centers, but when he plays against the big ones, he continues to get bitched and he hasn't, put on the kind of size that allows him to play better. And he hasn't really refined his game to levels where I thought he would. And he's still young, but you know, that's Atkinson's approach and that's Atkinson's guy. And, but the entire tenor and the culture of a team changes. And one thing that we heard about all the time was the Brooklyn Nets culture. And that culture is really fun when you were predicted to tank. But let's be honest, guys. Last year, the Nets were 42 and 40. They snuck in as a six seed in a terrible conference and got douchebag swept. They won the first game in Philly and lost the next four because D'Angelo Russell wasn't good enough to go against Ben Simmons. Karis LeVert was the best player, but he couldn't carry the team. And the rest of the talent just wasn't good enough to sustain that. Now, if your culture is fun early, 
and a young group meshes, but you don't add superstars or better talent, you know what you become? You become the Detroit Pistons. You became you become what the Raptors were thought of for a while before they got Kawhi and Nick Nurse took over. And you become the Orlando Magic, who can sneak in in the playoffs every year, maybe win a game, in a best-case scenario, win a round, but that's your peak. And if you have two superstars that say, we want to come here, the entire culture changes, and you have to appease them. And I'll say this about Kyrie and KD. I'm skeptical about what they will become. And Kyrie, to be honest, scares me more physically than he does from his personality. And that's saying something because his personality scares the shit out of me too. And obviously I'm an optimist. He's my guy. He's on my team. I got to hope for the best, but that doesn't mean I think the best will come. But what you've got to do is you got to keep them happy and whatever you want to say about them. The one thing you can't question Kyrie and Katie about is their basketball intellect and intelligence. Kyrie Irving made the shot in a final to win that final. He played out of his mind there and he played for a coach who coach arguably the hardest superstar ever to coach LeBron James in Ty Lue and Kevin Durant has won a couple NBA championships he's been one of the best players in the league for a few years now you know probably about going on 10 eight maybe max or minimum so these guys know what they're talking about and if they're looking at the game objectively because they haven't been playing in many this year and they're watching, they're saying, we don't really like this, and we're in the locker room, and I know we said we liked Kenny, but that was as outsiders. Now we're insiders. We just don't know if he's the guy to lead us. He's a little bit more of a hard ass. We need somebody more lax. It takes a special kind of personality to coach superstars. But if you get superstars, you take your chance every time. I wouldn't be shocked if Ty Lue is the next net coach. I, and if Kyrie is pushing for him, you bring him in. Because at this point... It's not a matter of whether you're a great X's and O's coach. Can you manage personalities? Ty Lue did what David Blatt couldn't. He could keep LeBron and Kyrie and K-Love, who had a diminished role on that team, and a lot of other you know older stars collected and win a championship. Spolstra, too. Spolstra, too. Although I think he actually is a damn good coach. But Absolutely. Ty Lue, I think we've seen him do it. So why not? If you can get a guy like that who they respect and who can manage those personalities, it's not a matter of whether you're a great X and O's coach. KD and Kyrie know what they're doing. Absolutely, man. I was going to ask you who your thoughts on the next head coach were, but you already answered that. Great job by you. You know, and for me, the thing that pops into my head and it's kind of random is that's why that's why uh, Tim Duncan's so underrated because by all accounts, didn't matter if you were the last guy on the team or the second best guy on the team, Greg Popovich treated you the same. And there was no personality management when it came to that. Greg Popovich shit on Tim Duncan just like he shit on the worst guy on the team. And if your superstar is getting shit on, anybody behind him has to be has to be treated the same way and expect that. And that's what I love about Tim Duncan. Tom Brady, same thing. Belichick's going to shit on him. And, you know, it's tough, though. It's tough to build a culture like that. And Especially with established superstars that have played in, in a bunch of other towns. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is you different because they chose to come here. You know, Duncan was already on that team, and you're right. But, hey, we saw Kawhi didn't want to fall in line with that. He didn't like the way Popovich was coaching. That's a good point. That's a good point. So it's it's interesting. But, you know, the point is is that, yes, the Nets developed a nice little culture. But the reason that Kyrie and KD wanted to go there in the end, they wanted to go. they wanted to play together first and foremost – they wanted to go to New York or at least a big city in the East. 
and they didn't want to play for the Knicks. So that's where the Nets were. And you sacrifice, I mean, you can ask fans of Cleveland, right? They'll take as many 20-win seasons as they need to because for five straight years, they went to the finals, and one of those times they won. And for a franchise like the Nets who have been, they went from being embarrassing to making the worst trade of all time to irrelevant. That's what they've been known for in Brooklyn, aside from last year where they developed this nice little team. You shoot your shot with superstars every chance. We'll see if it pans out. Absolutely. So right here you have written down if the season were to end today, which is pretty relevant because I think the season is pretty much over. Let's go over some regular season awards, my friend. Um, So your MVP, I picked LeBron. I think you picked Giannis the last time we spoke. I picked LeBron also thinking that he had about, what, 20 more games left to play at the clip that he was running to that. I think Giannis is the MVP right now because he did it throughout the entire season. Um, If you were to play out the rest of the games, I think LeBron steals it from him, but I think Giannis is the MVP. Oh, man, we're flip-flopping. Oh, you're taking LeBron? I saw what LeBron did to Giannis in that game and then then him beating the Clippers and having that toward a force performance. That's it's a good recency point. bias a good though. Point. I have no other games to go off. If we played last yeah. if we played last week, I could have disagreed. Or went back to Giannis. Giannis, remember, by the way, was sitting out with a little bit of a knee issue. But I don't know. I don't know. We could have played this for another two months and we still might not know. Well, but the storylines were really LeBron. starting to develop about LeBron before the whole damn thing got shut down. So honestly you could go either way. Yep. I don't know what to do because you're right. Watching that Clippers game, that was a lot of fun. I won some money on that game too. Thanks, LeBron. Um, who's your rookie of the year? I think it's John Morant in a runaway because when uh, Zion only plays 20 games, I just don't think it's fair. Yeah, remember what I said last time a couple weeks back? I was like, whoever gets that eight seed, I'll, I'll put in. Well, it's John Morant It's then. John Morant. Yeah, and you're right, man. It, it's so hard. No matter how great Zion was and is – and what he's done for that team. He's played a month. He's played a month. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. And then, I mean, second, third, fourth for rookie of the year. Who the, who gives a shit? All the other rookies sucked. Yeah. They've all had. R.J. Barrett, man. He's been trash. I thought he was playing better down in the last couple it, weeks. He had a, he, he's hot and cold, man. He made that winning shot con- against Houston. No, yeah. He'll have his games, but I need more consistency. You know what I see from these rookies? I want to talk about these rookies real fast. When you look at the first three picks in this draft, because I think, at least as of now, those are probably going to be the only three that matter when we look back on this There's only going to be two that matter, bro. See, I don't know. That sucks. Because I made this comp to a friend of mine, and I wonder, get your take on it. I look at R.J. Barrett, and I think he's Rudy Gay. I think at his peak, he's a top 10 to 12 player in the league. But I Rudy think Gay never in his life was a top. Yes, 10 he player. was. He had a couple years there, man, in the in the late two thousands, early. Part I don't even of think Rudy Gay ever made an All Star team. Oh, that's not true. I think he definitely made I'm gonna a couple All Star teams. But what I'm going to say was, maybe not top ten, fifteen, maybe top twenty to fifteen. But but he's not going to be a top two guy. But what I'm thinking is, is he's going to be the guy that's going to have the longer career, and he's going to go to teams and help teams. I mean, even Rudy, Rudy Gay, Gay never made an All Star. He team. never made an All Star team, huh? Nope. Wow. But NBA was, all rookie first team. Fucking congrats. I'm sure uh, RJ Barrett. But will if get you it look at Rudy Gay's career, that's a good comp. I'm disagreeing had, with. I'm disagreeing yeah, I was with wrong your, about the All Stars. I'm disagreeing with your skill and your your apex of Rudy Gay. But that is a good comp for an RJ Barrett because I don't think he'll ever be that good. Okay. What about like a Demar Derozan? 
Nope, I don't think he'll ever be that. Because I think he's the kind of guy that will be in the league in like twenty thirty three, and playing meaningful games for good teams as I like think the seventh I, guy. I agree with you. I think he's got talent, but I think he'll be. I mean, Demar Derozan was more than the seventh guy. Demar Derozan. No, was but an I'm saying he's starter. also a guy that you could see he's going to be playing for a long time. Yeah, because he's got that mid range jumper. He, he can play defense. Um, I think Rudy Gay is a good comp because Rudy Gay seems to be getting crazy contracts all the way through still to this day. Um, but he does help teams. He's no, a winning kind of No, I agree with you player. completely. He's not going to – I don't think R.J. Barrett makes an all-star team, but R.J. Barrett, if he's your fourth guy, if he's your starter, but you have an incredible point guard and an incredible center, that's fine. I just, you know, when you have a draft, it's like fucking Curry all over again when they had the pick right after him or the all these other drafts. It's like you could have had two transcendent players who I think are going to be all-time greats as long as they stay healthy and you end up with the third guy where it's like, oh, yeah, he got drafted that year too. I mean, he had a good run. Yeah. That's what they'll say. And that's kind of where I'm at with RJ because I'm going to make this comp with Morant and I see Derrick Rose. It's like 2.0. I see Penny Hardaway. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah, he's explosive as hell. But there's going to be major injury concerns with him too because of what he does on the court. And he might have... What you hope is that you learn from a Derrick Rose, you learn from a Penny Hardaway, and with the technology that we have now of how you jump, when you jump, all this shit that they can wear, all these bracelets and blah, 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 blah. In 2020, if they can say... You know, they're, they're changing how Zion runs. Can't they change the way he plays? Now, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, this is what makes him great, and we're going to let it go till something happens. Or maybe they can change a little bit of the way he plays, and he can get smarter as a basketball player and not have to rely on that explosiveness to where maybe he develops a mid-range jump shot, maybe he improves his three-point shot, maybe he has a few more dribble moves to where he can go to the basket without having to dunk on somebody, he can just blow by somebody. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't put it that way because I guess you're right, they could. I just I wonder when you're in the heat of the moment and you're playing these games and you have that level of explosivity, Absolutely. is he going to be the guy that goes up for the dunk and comes down? the wrong way. I mean, I could see Ja having about five to six years of just otherworldly play, but eventually have his body catch up. I mean, he's a small guy. Eventually the injuries catch up to him or the, the constant impact. He's already tried to literally end like three players careers this year by jumping over them. So, and then Zion, there is no comp. No, there's no comp. I, I worry about Zion's weight, not to say that he's fat, but he's a big boy. And I worry about the, I mean, the way he runs just makes me uncomfortable. And I'm not a fucking running expert, but he just looks like an old man. I just don't know how anybody of that size with that level of athleticism can look normal running. It's just a body type and a level of player we haven't seen. No, I agree with you. And when, when he makes a move, like his first move is so explosive. I'm talking about watching him jog up and down the court. No, I, I know. I'm not talking about when he's making explosive moves, but it just looks like he's dragging his fucking body. I think he is. And I think he's just, he's an awkward body type because there's not been, I mean, people try to say Charles Barkley. Get he's not Charles here. Barkley. Charles, I think I said this on the pod last time. Charles Barkley was a below-the-rim player. This guy's fucking shoulders are at the rim. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You did yeah. say that, and you're, you're 100% right. And so I guess here's my question for you. You have to choose these three players to start a franchise. 
Don't put RJ in there. I'm not. You're going to put Luka in there. I'm going to put Luka, I'm going to put Zion, and I'm going to put John Morant. Now, here's where the qualifications go, right? The criteria. Okay. Marketing. How you're going to get, who's going to get the most national TV games? Who's Mm -hmm. going to come to your arena all over the place to go see play? And who do you think at their apex is going to, with a second star, obviously, because it's the NBA, get, get that second star to come and vault you to a title first? Luka. Luka Doncic, number one internationally, he's already a superstar. He's very marketable abroad. Not to say that Zion and Ja aren't. I think Zion is probably second in that. I don't know how many people know about Ja yet abroad. Um, and he's already gaining. The other thing is, is for a foreign player, he's already gaining the respect of all of the legends, which in my opinion says something. LeBron has shouted him out. A bunch of other great players have shouted him out. I also think that his game is going to give him the ability to be most likely healthier than the other two guys here because he is a good athlete and he can get up there, but his game isn't purely based off athleticism and um, explosiveness. It's skill. It's finesse. It's a great jump shot. He can shoot the blights out and... I'm not going to call Chris Sosporzing as a superstar, but he's already attracted one player to want to go there. So I think with the respect given, I think he's going to be able to get people over there. And he just seems like a really likable guy as well. So I agree with you, but just to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go Zion. And the reason I'm going to say not Zion, a bad second. And the, right. And the reason, guy. and this is not a knock on Ja. I think whoever drafted third out of the, with the rest of those two players going first would be happy with Ja. But I'm going to say just because of pure box office. And I think that his career is obviously going to be a lot shorter than Luka's. And Luka's going to be the guy that wins X amount of championships as long as his body stays upright. And I think Luka's got the the best shot to be an all-timer, top 25 I agree player. with you. Yep. But I think we'll look back on Zion's apex and say that was unlike anything we've ever Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. I mean, come on. You've already got the proof is in the pudding. You've already had Obama at Duke games. Yeah. And, and other, the way he million shoots other the ball, too. He he's can a, shoot it, man. He can so, stroke it. He's so good. And, and he's an excellent passer. Yeah. A great – he's a five-tool player yes. in that league, yep. if you want to say that. And the other thing, too, is all three of these guys, it does matter from a branding aspect. They're all awesome guys. They're all really freaking cool. It's interesting because Luka and uh, Zion have both already signed with Jordan Brand. I think Jaws on Nike, but – they're both, I think, going to have signature shoes soon. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, I really give these young. You can see why the state of the league is where it is because that passing of the torch that we're going to see soon, it's going to guys that are going to have the league by its balls. I mean, and by the way, Giannis is still on that list. Of course, he ain't he's going anywhere. Established. He's like twenty six, yeah. though. I mean, yeah, it's, of course, it's crazy. All right, last thing we do before we get off of sports here. Little MLB. So there were some things in spring training I was really excited about. They're down now, and it sucks. It does. But silver lining. This all sucks, bro. There's no sports, period. Silver silver lining. You texted me saying you watch an old UConn clip. Yeah, it was. I was, like, I was about like, to call you and check March on you, make sure you're okay. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, it's like the tournament was about to start, the AAC, and I was like, well, you know, fire up some UConn postseason highlights. Yeah, a couple of uh, step backs or something. Yeah, oh yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, so 
couple good things coming from this, if anything can, is that the Yankees' health is going to get better. And this is tough for my Clint Frazier prediction. It is. Um, and he's got to be like, what the fuck do I have to do to get a break on this, this guy team? needs a new team? Honestly, he does. But to where we want to be, to where we want to see the Yankees as the season eventually starts and then progresses. I think this is great news, honestly, for a couple of players, not just judge and Stanton, but I think this is really good for Jay Happ. His innings are going to come down. I think it's going to be great for Garrett Cole. Tanaka. And I was just going to say Tanaka. Because these are guys that have a lot of miles on their arms and they're coming into contract years. And not Garrett Cole, obviously, but Tanaka, Paxton, and Hap all are. And I think it's going to be very important for these guys to have their innings cut down. And also, guys like Araldis Chapman. I mean, they've pitched deep into the season a lot and have had injuries. Gary Sanchez, same thing. I think that this could be a blessing in disguise for this team because we were just talking a week, two weeks ago about they can't get out of their own way. Now, if things stay the same, they'll find a way to still get hurt, you know, walking to the car. But for now, this might actually end up being a good thing. Do you agree? Well, it's not a good thing in the real grand scheme of things. We know that. But we, as Yankee we've said fans, that as many times as, as we can. As selfish Yankee fans, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think any time off for these guys is a good thing. It's a long season. It's going to cut down uh, on a lot of little nicks and bumps to start it off. Um, and you know what? It's an even playing field. Every other team has to start at the same time. I, I will say I was interested to see – Obviously, I wasn't wishing it upon anyone, but to see how many players got it. I think there's only one minor leaguer that has come out that actually is positive for COVD-19. So I thought, I mean, good job by them. I don't know if they did anything special over there in uh, Florida and Arizona to contain it, but good job by the MLB so far. What teams do you think got hurt the most by this? Just I will tell you. I will tell you this first. Okay. The team that... It was the absolute best for, absolute best, and I think you're going to guess this, Houston Astros. For sure. Because because that was the talk of the town, and now coronavirus is just fucking, people don't even remember that the Astros cheated. Right. So all people are talking about is coronavirus, rightfully so. Everybody forgets that the Astros cheated. Obviously, they're still going to get booed, but I people were fired up to fucking throw shit at them. I, I don't know what the hell was going to happen, and now I think it's cooled off a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I really don't know who this hurts. Bear signed Jimmy Graham. I don't know if that matters. They're also looking at three different quarterbacks to replace old Mitch. Okay, yeah. I just want to let you guys know. Mitch Trubisky, our favorite. Um, yeah, I don't know who it hurts the most. I, I, I was going to put the Reds. To be honest, I think it hurts the Dodgers the most. Yeah, it could. That's I a good one. I think they were locked and loaded, ready to go. Gavin Lux looked like an absolute stud. Um, and, but... That that's who I think. I think the Astros and the Red Sox are helped the most by this, because remember Chris Sale is he going to get Tommy John? Is he not? Well, now we don't have to worry about rushing him back. It's crazy, man. But anyway, I think we covered a lot of sports there for a non-sports. I think honestly, situation. This was going to be a given. I don't know how long this is going to last. De Blasio thinks September. Who knows? Could be ten years. Whatever. This is going to be our easiest pod because we had to have a lot to catch up on. We're going to have to really get creative on these phoners. we got to keep you guys entertained because everybody's stuck at home. So they're going to want something to do. But this was going to be the easiest one. Um, any shows you're watching? So we'll, we'll move over into pop culture. Just, we could talk a little bit of uh, 
Politi- politics if you want. Talk some stocks. I don't know. It's yeah, up to you. Not much. Stocks suck and somehow Biden. I will can- say this about stocks. Say it. It sucks for the people that have been in the market. But you got to, first of all, every expert to tell you, you got to wait it out. That's number one. Number two, if you have a little bit of cash and you're interested in learning the market, now is the time. Because you can jump in on some blue chip stocks. Yeah, that, for nothing. Not for nothing because they haven't gone down. They've gone down a lot, but they're still not at, you're not going to fucking be buying penny stocks out here. But you can get Disney below $100. I don't know how, the last time they were below $100. Every stock has dipped, so you're getting them at somewhat of a discount. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I know somebody that was able to buy back a couple Apple stocks. Yeah, that they that they lost, and they're they're going to keep those. So that's uh that's a good move. Good. It's call also by good you. to be looking at companies. I made some small investments in companies that are trying to come up with a vaccine for the coronavirus. Yeah. That's more just throwing darts at the wall because you never know which one's going to come up with it. Not to mention, you never know if it's going to be a swine flu thing where this whole fucking thing goes away before they come up with a vaccine because at the earliest, it takes a year and a half. But hey, if I hit on this shit, I bought the stock for seven bucks each and I bought a bunch of them. If it hits and the government starts giving them contracts and shit, that stock's going to be worth well over a hundred bucks and I'm retiring and telling Sean to go fuck himself. I don't know why you had to throw the last part in there. You're <laughs> such a bad guy. Uh, oh, sorry, sports. That's another good one to buy into. Um, True. Yeah, we don't. We're we're private. We're private for now. Um, <laughs> but as far as shows, man, I'm open to suggestions. Hit me with some. I'm finished. Curb has like two episodes left. I've told you about big that. time Curb last night. Oh, uh, so I have. Ago. I didn't watch. What's the last night? Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch the most recent one. It's a good one. Saw the one with John Hamm. That one was great. Um, no, I'm open. Totally to suggestions. I'm thinking about starting Shameless because I haven't seen that. I, haven't uh, seen, I just started it. I it's haven't like seen a lot. On. Um, what else? The Jew show, the Jewish show, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> on uh, Amazon Prime. I haven't Nazis seen that are one. Back? Yeah, this they're doing a lot of Nazi hunters. stuff, bro. I, know, I just we saw, talked about. There's it. one on HBO. You coming said Nazis too. are back to end our last podcast. Nazis are back. <laughs> um, that one's coming back. Uh, you know what I started watching again was um, I don't know if it's called it's not called American Greed um, I watched one on Jared Kushner recently I didn't know how much of a scumbag you're, go- you're going into documentaries yeah it's yeah. a documentary based thing on Netflix um, I can get the name for you but you know speaking of which I didn't know how much of a slumlord scumbag Jared Kushner was until I watched this so if you if you guys are Trump haters I'm not saying which way Sean and I lean but you can really dive in on this one. It was an enjoyable one. Uh, it's called Dirty Money. Okay. Um, it's a pretty big on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Um, that McDonald's I... Monopoly game one looks really good. I got about halfway through that and I fell asleep during one of the episodes. And that's usually a telltale sign that I'm not that interested. The Outsiders I fell asleep during on HBO. Um, but I'm going to try and tough it out through that one. Um and then a lot of people are watching uh, this show. It's kind of like The Bachelor, Love is Blind. Okay. Um, I, I This was more of a, I was forced to watch this one. Gotcha. Um, this wasn't by choice, but it ended up being pretty funny. It's basically like, you. are you Catholic, by the way? No. Did you go to church as a child? Yeah, but not Catholic church. What kind of church? It's like a Protestant church. All right, well, did you go to confession? No. All right, well, I'll I'll lay it out for you. So when you go to confession, there's two ways you can go to confession. You can go face-to-face or you can go screen, which, like, 
you know, you can't see the. Yeah, I'm familiar with how it works. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I went face to face every time because <laughs> I told everybody else that they were a fucking pussy if they didn't go face to face. Well, obviously. So there's like it's like going to screen confession, and you go on these dates with these people. You don't get to see them for the first month or whatever, and then after a month of talking to these people, you go on like eight dates, bar quotes or whatever in this confessional. I I wouldn't be doing this, by the way, (laughs) but this is what it's based off of. And then after like, I don't know, a month of dating or whatever, then you pick your person like, Oh, I wanted the, the guy, that guy or girl or whatever. And then which way Tom leans on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) you meet the person and then, I don't know. They give you like fucking two weeks to hang out with this person in this house, and then you have to propose to them. That seems very. And then they follow. But it's Catholic, so. And they fo- no, it's not Catholic. It has oh. nothing to do with that. That oh, was just I, my example gotcha. of the confession. Yeah, I thought this was coming straight out of church. No, 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 no. All right. No church involved here. I don't think. Um, and then you propose to the person. If not, you lose. You're kicked off the show. Never heard from again. And then they follow you around for a month, as. You guys get ready for your wedding. You lift, You go to each other's apartments or houses and you see how the other person lives. And you meet their families like they do on The Bachelor, which is always an interesting episode. Did you watch this past season? Of The Bachelor? Yeah. No. Okay. Apparently, this was weird as hell. Like, all it was... Bachelor's like, always weird. Uh, yeah, but apparently, like, this season was just absolutely bizarre. Like, the mom was, like, very heavily involved towards the end. That's just what I've heard. I huh. haven't seen it, but... For people that have, tweet at us, let us know how weird it was. It just seemed like everywhere I went from social media or pop culture, it was, people were talking about how this was a season ending like never before. Wow. So, All right. Well, Love is Blind is another one for right. you to watch. Uh, Peaky Blinders, I'm still slowly getting through that one. Um, aside from that, obviously we don't have any movies cause I don't think they're, unless it's going straight to Netflix, I don't think they're putting anything out. No, there's still movies I want to see from this past fall and winter that maybe finally now I'll get the chance to do. I got to see what really piques my interest. Like, I don't think I'm going to just decide all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to get into this show and, and crank out multiple seasons but shameless is a show that i've always been intrigued by it's funny and i kind of get on board with that Shameless is one of those ones where it's like i don't feel like watching a serious show because i'm in the middle of it too but i want something that'll keep my interest for a few hours yeah past the time and i'll throw that on while i'm doing other shit like working on my store or doing eh, well i haven't written an article in a while i was just gonna (laughs) say about working on the pod um you know one show that I think we can agree upon that we will not be watching. There will be no Thrones porn. There will be no Game of Thrones. I will not get into Game of Thrones. And do not throw that suggestion at me. You know where I stand from last year. Westworld is back. Okay. I've heard that show's pretty good. I've watched one episode of You're it. You're not going into Game of Thrones, are you? I don't oh, know if I can no. commit to that, buddy. Oh, I saw you wavering as I was saying that. I was <laughs> like, I thought I, I was speaking it. for both of us, <laughs> no. and now you're throwing me out to dry. I might watch it. Oh, no. I might watch it, buddy. I, I'm getting desperate. I'm getting desperate. You just talked about like four different shows. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes porn gets boring, so you got to throw on <laughs> through. I'm telling you what, if you can buy stocks into <laughs> Pornhub or something, now's the time to Absolutely, do it. Absolutely, right? Did you see what they did for Italy? No. They gave everybody in Italy free subscriptions to like Pornhub Max or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Because they there. felt so bad that, you know, everybody is locked in their houses. I know. That's crazy. It's a big deal. And you know what I will say about this Corona thing? I mean, I guess I haven't been the most diligent with it. Me and you were sitting in a studio together. We obviously had to drive here. Yes. Um, But, you know, you, you kind of got to think about, and I don't care if you think it's a big deal or not. 
You got to think about other people when it comes to this. Because you and I, you're what, 27? 28, but close. 28. When's your birthday? October. Happy birthday. Thanks. Um, I'm 25. We're not going to be When's the ones your infected. September. All right. We're getting close. <laughs> um, we're not going to be the ones infected. But, again, you could shake hands with me. I could go home, kiss my mom on the cheek. And then my mom could say goodnight to my grandma. My grandma could get it. Well, you that's know what the I mean? thing. We, are, we can be infected. We're just not going to be, we'll be the affected as much because yeah. our symptoms are going to be very asymptomatic. They're going to be very calm. They're going to be very dormant. You about your lungs, I'm not so sure. But, um, <laughs> hey, but hey, uh, I'm no, only 25. in, in reality, smoking. we'll be all right. But you're right. I mean, and this thing is the reason that so much travel is being nixed and why I think we're going to see a, 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 even a domestic travel ban soon is it's just it's about that, you know, like I can get, I can give it to some, somebody can give it to me out of nowhere. I could show no symptoms within that time. I've takes two weeks interacted exactly with somebody. And before I know it, you know, they have it and they could be part of the demographic. That's going to be very negatively affected by this. And it is scary. And listen, it does suck that social lives, everything else. This is dream is, in Sean's many ways, dream is is. Not to have but part of me, part of me, is like why I like like my peace and tranquility is because I'm around people all day. <laughs> so now I'm not going to be around people all day. Now we're gonna have to do some more pods. So, so we're gonna to talk exactly. To. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be craving conversation, and it's just one of those weird things. We haven't seen it. It does suck, but it, again, it's for if people just adhere to this and suck it up for a couple weeks, and we cut this thing down and flatten the curve, as everyone's saying. Because it's not a matter of, it's a matter of how quickly it spreads. It's not about it just spreading, but it's how quickly, because it's like, all right, well, you know, we got a billion people in the hospital. Right. And we don't have the resources to treat people. I mean, literally in Italy, they were choosing who was, who should be able to live or who should be able to die based off of who's being treated for coronavirus, choosing between people with coronavirus and also other people in there for other, many other problems. So we absolutely, and our healthcare system, let's just put it this way. It's not all that good. So there are going to be a lot of casualties and a lot of issues and everything that we've talked about on this pod about how we hope to see things in June. How we hope to see things in early summer. We're not going to get any of that shit if you people aren't smart. So quarantine yourselves, social distance, be careful, take precautions. I mean, my thing is this. We're, do both, your thing. we're not fucking experts on Corona. We're really not experts on anything. No, but you, everybody honestly. should but, learn about this. And, and even if you don't feel like learning about it, just use your common sense. I think that's it. And do what other people are telling you to do who are, who are more educated on it. Because that's how this thing gets passed and this is how things get better. You take information from educated people and you learn as much as you can about it without going into panic mode understanding that you're not curing this but it is being worked on and just don't be dumb and just make sure that you're doing everything you can like you said um what else are you gonna do man what else we talked about shows we talked about whatever may watch movies I have we'll an article coming up I have an article coming up for sorry sports.com you want to tease what that's gonna be about or not yet all I'm going to say is we've talked about both topics on this pod today. None of you guys are going to be able to guess it. You're going to have to look out for it. SorrySports.com. Awesome. And I'll be starting to churn some out too. Uh, that's a good way. Take a look at my other website, DinoHypeCo.com. I'll try that again. Um, DinoHypeCo.com. I should be able to say it. I own the fucking thing. If you guys are online shopping, 
pick up a couple shirts. I'll still go to the post office. I'll throw a mask on and go to the post office to make some money. Oh, that's good to There's know. There's some dope-ass products. You're very that. selfless. Yeah, I try. All right. All right, guys. Well, by the way, I'm donating. I'm tripling everyone that works at Sorry Sports' uh, salaries. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. What a guy. Philanthropy. Uh, yeah. I wow. try. This is... I feel I feel touched. Um, but anyway, guys, take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Check out the website, sorrysports.com, for Tom's article and some new ones coming up. New podcasts whenever. Rick Patino to Iona. Yes. Fuck Iona. St. John's, fuck you. That's all I have to say. Great move by Iona. Fuck you, St. John's. You guys are a bunch of idiots, and everyone should be fired. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye now.